This is The Human Bliss. I am your host, Aisha. Welcome. It's been a long time and I miss you so very much. I have so much to share with you. Today, I'd like to talk about auto-suggestions. The reason for that is, I was always scared that people have power over me through their words, through manipulating me. Because I wasn't a clever person, particularly. I wasn't streetwise. I wasn't academically very good. I was really academically very good, but not in the sense that I didn't understand how the background work worked. I believed in things like if you work, you get the work done, you will you'll get what you deserve. The things are not, we all know the things don't really work in that way. What's that got to do with auto-suggestion? Listen, I think every word that we hear is also auto-suggestion and it doesn't have to be coming from us. We believe in those. And it's up to us to change our own beliefs. Why families create incredibly hard to get over traumas because we are so open to believe in them. We believe in what our mothers say about us. We believe in what our fathers say about us. We believe in at the early age what our siblings what our friends say about us. We see the word through their words. But it's not that they put those words in us. We embrace those words and through to suggestion we make those words our own reality. There's an incredible book um, called Self Mastery Through Conscious Autosuggestion. When I was writing my play or in our talk, illustrative talk, illustrative storytelling, uh, I came across this book through an award-winning uh, writer and author and, and a performer, which I can't remember his name right now. Um, and I bought it. Uh, let's go, let's go over it. So, Coup's Own Method by Emil Coup. Emil Coup, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but he's French and he's a doctor. And he's, Auto-suggestion is, day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better. Through this auto-suggestion, he claims and he's been documenting, he was, he documented, it has been documented, hundreds of cases, mental illnesses, physical illnesses, has been treated. To him, 
all disease, everything about life that happens to us is through our autosuggestions. It's not only believing in it, it's deep inside making sure that we live what we believe in. What we suggest ourselves is going to happen or is the reality designed for us. So today I like to read through very uh, various sentences from his book. Briefly describing, he claims, and I think that's a, that might even be underestimated. So he claims there is two beings, two of us, in embodies the same body. One is conscious. So he's not dividing it as spirit or soul or the body. But well, yes, the body, but he's he's dividing ourselves, the being that is just whole of us, that is in this body as two different beings. One is a conscious one and the second one is the unconscious one. And what we create is through the belief of the unconscious. But the, the way that we make the unconscious ourselves to believe is through the conscious. Okay. I'm going to try to describe it in a, in a different way. Because I think this is really essential. This is the core. This is the main point of auto-suggestion or self-hypnosis and I can tap into these uh, from different angles uh, just to make them more clear okay so sorry <laughs> I'm not gonna do any editing on the audio files so uh, we have to deal that I've just eaten incredibly hot Texas sauce and I can sniff that uh, the hotness and you you're all hearing it okay so what he's suggesting is there's two of us in this body one is the conscious self the other is the unconscious self it's the duality just like everything has a duality one is conscious, the other one is unconscious. So the things that the conscious, that what does it mean, the conscious? So the things that my conscious self real, realizes that I, I'm holding a cup of tea right now, it sees that my tea bag needs to be out, otherwise it's going to be strong tea. And it sees around me the things that's happening. It sees the light. It sees the events and people, the circumstances. 
moving around and it it sees it foresees the future and it looks at the past and my conscious has an opinion and a perspective and this opinion and perspective is really strong this is the conscious but what that conscious self lives this room, this life, this life that I chose, I am in. I chose, I did, or you can say that it's chosen or not chosen. But they're all chosen. But you can say, I, I, haven't, I haven't chosen this. I didn't choose my life to be in this way. You don't know. That's your theory. Because what's... Koo, Emil Koo suggests is everything, all the circumstances that's happening to the conscious self is because unconscious self is making them happen. Because unconscious self creates the circumstances, creates the health, creates the situations as the way that we told it to make happen. It's like, <coughs> it's the hot sauce. Hold on. It's the unconscious self is like a magician. Magician who is blind and who is deaf. And in somehow, the only way the magician can see what it should do is through our conscious self. And we are the only being that it can talk. And it's, and it's here to serve us because it's also us. We're the same. But divided into two. So we go and tell the magician what we want. And we say it through auto-suggestion. We, we make this happen through our words. But it's not just the words. It is making it, repeating it in a way, creating gaps in our system, that it becomes the auto-suggestion and it's not and it's not just a rejectable one because it's up to us we can also reject it okay that's I so hope that's fine but everything so far in this podcast that we've been talking about it ties into this subject it is our focus, our belief, and the way we use the words to ourselves creates the reality. So one way to do it is, is look around yourself, what you see, even the events, the circumstances you don't like or you like, your house, 
the feeling you get from the house, material objects. It's all created by you. Okay. Let's read. Let's read a, um, a short. Let's read a short um, description about, about what, what he says. Okay. So suppose, this is page 18. Suppose that we place on the floor a plank 30 feet long and 10 e inches wide. It's evident that everybody would be able to walk along that plank from one end to the other without stepping off. Now, change the conditions of the experiment and suppose that this plank is placed, let us say, as high as the tower of a cathedral, where then is the person capable of walking only a single foot along that narrow path made, the, made by the board? Would you, you who you are the listener, be able to walk? You wouldn't take two steps before you began to tremble, and in spite of all the efforts of your willpower, you would certainly tumble to the ground. Why is it that you do not fall when the plank is on the ground? And how is it that you do fall when it is raised to any great height? Simply because, in the first case, you imagine that it's easy to walk to the end of that plank, while in the second case, you imagine that it is impossible. Okay, so um, briefly, I like to. We're going to talk about his methods as well. I like to talk about just exactly what I read. I went for a caving, if like two weeks ago, and I haven't been properly exercising, so. I know I, I lost that time. I, I started to, to take on the exercising by doing yoga again. Lost some muscles. So and we were going down from top to the bottom and it was 75 meters. So I managed to came down about, it wasn't like one third. So I had to switch ropes. I don't know if you know caving, but to, before, before you can get into a cave you need to go down to the cave and in this particular situation the the cave was seven to five meters in the ground so we had to go horizontally no vertically um, to the end of the abyss walls were wet slippery muddy and I was going down from this rope. There was a change point, so I had to stop there, stand there, and change my ropes, and move myself to the other side, and, and carry on descending myself. And it took me more than 10 minutes to shift from one leg to the other, and move myself properly and it's one step i had to go through so many mental quirks 
before I can accept I was safe. And I tell you what, if if that wasn't that deep and it, it and it weren't that I I thought that I was gonna die if I fell, and that was at least just break a neck or break my elbow or something. Uh, the possibilities are so high. It was on the one step. It's such an easy step to do anywhere else, but not at that time. I think when I was coming down, when I did that shift and, um, and just descending myself slowly, uh, and, and still like a, I'm holding my rope and all in my hands, and I thought, just don't look down or don't look up. Because looking down and looking up just made me go mental, made me lose my confidence, made my legs tremble. And it's like in that moment, just like staring in front of the wet rock, I got the life lesson that I can learn. I thought, this is this is it. This is the moment. This is the moment that everyone should be living, that I should be living. Not looking down or not looking up. Because the more I look down or up, the thoughts about, I'm going to fall because I don't have the relevant skills to do this. But who told me that I don't have the relevant skills? Okay, I didn't have enough of a train. I didn't have it. But maybe focusing there and just thinking about the logically and step by step what needs to be done might get me through. And it did. And looking up gave me the fears uh, of I will never be able to go back again. If I lose this point, I can't go up. I can't go up, I can't go down, I'm stuck. But it isn't, it's not a stuck moment, it's a moment to relax in. And that's the moment we can cherish and take on to recreate new auto-suggestions. The moment of stuckness might be uh, present for us. There's no way to go up. There's no way to go down. So let's forget about going up or going down. It doesn't matter where we came from, where we want to go. Let's just look at it now and create auto, new auto-suggestions for ourselves. Because most of the auto-suggestions that we, we inherit or we embrace them from our close family members and the people who are dear to us. Because we we're open. We believe in them because love makes us to believe to believe about what the other person said about us. But we're better than that now. We learned. We know. 
so we can recreate different auto suggestions. Okay. And the use of auto suggestion. So I'm I'm reading through the book. It's page twenty two, and the name of the book is C O U E S Coos Own Method by Emil Coo. It's like uh, I think it was like a seventeen eighties or something. Seriously. Um, I need to read. Okay, uh, just don't take my word for it. So instead of auto suggesting unconsciously, all that is for us to auto suggest consciously. And here is the way to do it. First, consider carefully the things which are to be the object of your auto suggestions and decide whether the matters require an affirmation or a negation. Then repeat several times without thinking of anything else. This comes or this goes. This is going to happen or that is not going to happen, etc. If the unconscious accepts the suggestion, if it auto-suggests, you will find that the idea is realized in every detail. Would you like me to reread it? I'm going to reread it and now we're going to talk about it. Instead of auto-suggesting unconsciously, all that is needed is for us to auto-suggest consciously. So, what was it? Uh, our unconscious selves makes things our reality. The ideas, the conditions, that where you want to be, it makes things a reality for us. So, our unconscious self needs to believe we needs to be in that auto-suggestion loop. And here's the way to do this. First, consider carefully the things which are to be the object of your auto-suggestions and, and decide whether the matters require an affirmation or a negation. Then repeat several times without thinking of anything else. I think this is that kind of the most difficult thing. Repeat it several times without thinking anything else. This comes or this goes. This is going to happen or this is not going to happen, etc. If the unconscious accepts the suggestion, if it auto-suggests, you will find that the idea is realized in every detail. So it's ourselves influencing ourselves, which then creates the conditions to be happen. Let's let's have a look at this. So why? What's the difference between affirmation and negation? Because sometimes we might need to discuss with ourselves what that thing is. 
It's not only repeating something makes that happen. It is us believing as the unconscious being that is how it is. Without thinking of anything else, this comes or this goes. I think there are some examples here and it says like, uh, particularly talks about illnesses because he's a doctor and he's been, he treated terminal illnesses with autosuggestion methods. So that the illness goes and the health comes. Illness goes, health comes. Whatever goes, whatever is that you don't want, you let it, you let it go. You tell that it, it goes and whatever you want to come into your life, tell that it comes. This goes and that comes. And keep on repeating it several times without thinking, without thinking about how that happens without thinking about if that's going to happen without thinking about all the logistics and the possibilities that could make things happen or not happen just simply this goes this comes this goes this comes okay I'm going to randomly turn so I'm I'm going to finish it here then the one thing I like to say is uh, this practice is going to create a self-confidence and a lot asking about what is it that you have been auto-suggesting to yourself. Let's say wait, there's a lot of talk about the traumas, childhood traumas. Oh my goodness, like I have like, I spent all my life uh, uh, in dispute with my mother. And I cannot even em emphasize about that, like a mental traumas I've been through. Uh, the domineering mother, but the fear and all sorts of stuff. It's just like, uh, like, and all, all kinds of abusive relationships, even not relationships, but the invitation of the abuse. Those are all about beliefs about who you are, what you are, what you want to do, what you can, and where you can. Deep down in you, it's your job to cut yourself into pieces and do an autopsy when you're alive and see what are those words from other people you you put onto the magician in you and created that reality for yourself. Without taking the responsibility, if you want to change anything, 
you cannot change it because it's so easy to blame other people but it's us even though other people the people that we love dearly and that we care dearly otherwise we wouldn't just feel this way anyway it's not up to them about how we what we believe about ourselves it doesn't matter what they try to put into us because we don't know their angles we don't know what they're really trying to do it doesn't matter what matters is we protect ourselves we believe in in our believe in ourselves through auto suggestions about what we are what we want and then we can start creating the reality that we want for ourselves i remember i remember maybe around 2 years ago writing down on a piece of paper what i really want from my relationship and i had a specific person in my mind and i wrote his name but his name had a double entendre is that what it say so it had another meaning and i listed all these things and it at the beginning i said i want this to come to me and i went to a countryside there was a small stone circles on on somewhere in the fields and i buried it in the middle of the stone circles and i totally forgot about it just up until a few up until like last month or something i was talking with a friend of mine and then it just suddenly i remembered the scene with my desperation and what a belief that i deserved all of them it didn't matter who ever told me about what i was i deserved to have a, that relationship and i have everything i listed instead of the person that I named the circumstances that his name suggests came with my new boyfriend as this is this is like a, a year and a half ago or something they that well I, I'm guessing that you know if you're following me my podcast I think going back to it uh the work is for us the work is understanding what our auto suggestion is because we are letting the words to come in but then we worry too much about something that is not us 
So we don't do the work to make ourselves better. Let's get back to work. Pick up one thing, one situation that you like to change in your life. And let's write it. That goes and something that something you want comes. This goes and that comes. I love you so much and I'm asking your support, financial support in these days of just, I don't know how that exactly works, but I have a membership or something like that. You can donate or support. Um, I think the link is at the description and also if you like to if you like me to be able to carry on more with more episodes regularly and maybe eventually sometime in the future I can even pay for my time um, you can you can support me via PayPal and my PayPal email is 386private at gmail.com 386private at gmail.com I love you so much. Do the work. And next time, on the next episode, I like to talk about living with difficult mothers. This is the Human Bliss Podcast.